Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl and tonight I am joined by three members of my firefighting family. I have Ash. Hey there. I have Scott. Hello. And I have Todd. Hello. And uh, we've got some news let's roll straight into. Jump yeah. down. Jump down. <laughs> Jump down. Yeah. Um, yeah, since last we met, <laughs> we've had uh, two more structure fires in our area. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely an unusual year. Last year was our year of wildfires. Yeah. You had a lot of structure fires last year. We Come did on. too, yeah. It was uh, out of ordinary for us. Last and, year. Yeah, and then this year, year you're, you're... Yeah, this year we've had no structure fires yet. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, nothing official. Like nothing official. Um, but yeah, last year was our structure fire year by far we right. had a couple of fatals and stuff with it as yeah. well we did some saves yeah. or not saves but grabs i should yeah. call it grabs yeah um yeah so this uh yeah this week we've had uh we had one on uh right as you uh ash and i switched over duty officer roles so i yeah. i was almost had almost nothing happened all week we had a i think an FR, a couple of fires yep. minor accident um and then you know we switch over we switch over on thursday nights mm-hmm. and at thursday at like one in the 1:30 morning. in the morning. Well, you got it at one forty. But... <laughs> <laughs> so one thirty in the morning, uh, structure fire comes in. Yeah. So it was our practice night, which generally a group of us all stay late and you know chit chat and everything. I got home around midnight. It was pretty late. I tucked myself in bed. Had the earbuds in for a bit, just watching some video and kind of winding down. I just put them down, just dozing off. Boom, call, call drops and uh, structure fire. Um, and it was weird. I think it was like that. It was a single call or whatever. Hey, we yeah, have I heard, I heard the paper a report <laughs> of a structure fire, a uh, single caller. And anytime you get something like that, you're like, eh. One person is it like a fire behind the house. Like they're driving by. Right. Um, but then it got upgraded as I was going. Uh, and it turned out to be, it was an older... Um, like older farmhouse, which is really close to the highway, um, was as close to fully involved as like you would want to say. There was, I mean, it was fire almost everywhere, but like there was still the structure was still pretty sound upon arrival. Um, being right on the highway uh, definitely posed some issues. Only on like a, we're going to shut down the highway immediately. Yeah. Um, there's power lines everywhere, um, and access was. Awesome, but also a challenge because you're working on not a lot of frontage space. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are some challenges when it came to uh, flaking lines out, and uh, you know everywhere around the structure was like freshly cultivated dirt. <laughs> so you're kind of doing renos or something. Yeah, there was some work happening around there. It was an active vineyard, uh, kind of surrounding it. So. There's a lot of space, like which is great. There was um, awesome room to work, but yeah, just being parked, you know, you you have to leave room for other apparatus to move around you, um, trying to get rigs positioned. So if you're grabbing hydrants on the north or the south side, there's still room to move. Um, so that was kind of the only real challenge. You know, again, it was kind of tech, kind of textbook early. Uh, called for the two and a half right away uh let's let, let's try to get this thing knocked down and see if we can you know save um and the two and a half on the first truck made really good work uh the front of the structure was knocked down really really quickly but it had progressed like it was heavily involved on the back side as well and uh stretching uh inch and a half around the back just wasn't effective good so 
Yeah, there was a <clears throat> big thing there, note, note from myself on that one, of uh, situational awareness. <laughs> it's really difficult to see it, in, it uh, in a cloud of smoke. It's also difficult to see it at night. So before you go anywhere, you should always stay on the floor. Because if you don't, what you can happen... You the floor, though. No, no, no. Yeah. It was on the outside of the building, yeah. Delta side. You're not expecting a floor. Uh, You're probably expecting I was ground, expecting ground. ground. <laughs> Instead of level ground, not a mud pit. Yeah. Well, there was a, there was a, it was like a four-foot concrete dugout down to the basement door yeah. of an old farmhouse. It's like an old root cellar or something, it, That's right? exactly what it was. And I did not see it. So <laughs> I'm there so I'm there with the pike pole, just about to go up to the wall, and I literally re reach out with the pike pole and step and there's no floor <laughs> I just went whoop <laughs> and Rob instantly like bless him he didn't laugh first because I might have <laughs> he was like are you alright I'm like yeah he's like ah <laughs> alright so as soon as everyone's alright you're like ah <laughs> yeah. yeah I watched Good. the deputy chief he tripped and fell <laughs> he does the whole like yeah. You see me? I'm like, I saw that. Yeah. He's like, ah, show it to you. Not the same. Not in the same hole, but he tripped over something. Yeah. <laughs> he just as you were packing. And he's like looking yeah. around. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, situational awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, on my end, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, for whatever reason, I turned my eye. Uh, my eye responding didn't come in. Cause, well, I know why. Because I had my portable earbuds going. So. And my pager was low, so I didn't actually hear the call come in until I heard Ash say heavily involved. And it was interesting for me because I, I didn't make first truck. Because I usually make first, second truck. Yeah. Like first most of the time. At night, I'll, I'll, I'm going to say 95 It's pretty hard pressed to not truck. have you on the first truck yeah. at night. Um, didn't make second. Didn't make third. <laughs> didn't make fourth. <laughs> I thought you were out of town, honestly. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> and it was so weird because I'm like, I run in and the guys that are... Because there's everybody that's kind of like, um, we don't have designated crews, but at night we almost you have designated know crews. Because, like, there's people I know I'm going to be working with, and this, these guys I roll in, they're kind of like, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of run in, and I'm like, this is awkward. Because <laughs> they're all chatting away, because they're, they're all from out of the, like, the outskirts of town, and half of them drove by the fire to get into the. Into the mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're all discussing the fire. I'm like, oh. And we're literally getting in the fifth truck. I'm like, what is the fifth truck, guys? Like, I'm the captain. I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing here? Because <laughs> we're on the rescue truck. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, just go find somebody and help them. They're like, okay. They're kind of like, yeah, we know. This is what we do. <laughs> like, we get there and we fifth find truck, people and we, we, we find a hole. <laughs> and we fill it. So I'm like, okay. So we pull in. I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> I kind of saunter over to Ash. I'm like, so. <laughs> it was so funny watching you like that that was it you like just walks up casual is like so uh there's no urgency i'm like structure fire eh? <laughs> yep but then i'm like okay i gotta find stuff to do <laughs> so then i start like okay what needs to happen mm-hmm. so i'm looking i'm like okay the tenders are just starting to dump their first loads um, I asked Ash where the tenders are going. He's like, well, one, we, I think, are they either tapped a hydrant or they're going to tap a hydrant north? On, of the they scene? were on their way north at, yeah. at, at that point, yeah. And we were actually, I think we were going to send both hydrants there. Yeah. And I said, well, I said, we, I said, I was looking on the app when we were coming in there. I am responding because, again, I have nothing else to do. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm. so I saw one coming in. So I'm like, how will we get that one going? So we'll have two going. And then we can kind of, uh, we'll have the, I think the engines were in the middle. Yeah. And then we, the tenders could, kind of feed from both ends rather than trying to drive through the fire scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So actually, yeah. So I'm like, hmm, well, I can go 
have it because I literally, again, my guys are all out working. <laughs> so what am I going to do? More command of nothing? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, and, you know, when you get too much command, it's like it becomes command heavy. And then I start yeah. like, hey, you just go put some water on that and put some water on that. So I literally, get it. <laughs> I told Ash, I'm going to go tap a hydrant. Didn't tell him what I was, how I was going to do it, but I went, <laughs> so, the chief's car sitting there. I'm like, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto it. <laughs> bombed out. <laughs> I quickly tapped the hydrant. The tender just ripped in as I did it. I bombed back. <laughs> Parked the truck. Walked by. I'm like, <laughs> Bob's looking at me. I'm like, Yeah, I stole your cart. It's <laughs> like, Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it was interesting because I was doing. And then we're setting up some other, like, uh, the high up game. And we're setting up some other stuff that's stuff that I don't normally get involved in because it's usually, I'm like, usually initial attack stuff. Yeah. But this is like secondary operations. I was like, hmm, it's actually kind of cool to be on different thing for once. <laughs> Nighttime calls if I'm not the duty officer. That's usually that's me. You, yeah. Yeah. So we kind of switch roles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so there, yeah, it was uh, very interesting um, mm-hmm. doing that work. Yeah. 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 It's definitely a completely separate mindset to like, it wasn't a large scale fire. I mean, it was a big fire. <laughs> um, when you're on that initial attack and like you're like the working crew, you, like you're switched on and it's go, go, go. When you're that guy, it's definitely a lot more like very slow down pace. Like you're very methodical and you're, back, you're yeah. trying to make everybody else's life easier. So like when you were coming up to me, Hey, I'm going to go do this. I'm like, awesome. Like I don't need to be involved in as I see, um, like, hey, like, let's get a hydrant northbound, let's get a hydrant southbound so those guys can shuttle. Perfect. Like, yeah. I don't need to be the one on an iPad. Like, someone can tell me where they're going. Okay, so I know, hey, we have one on this road, we have one at this point. Great. Yeah. Because I actually, in my mind, I forgot about that one, yeah. and I was thinking there's one a little bit further south, which right. doesn't really matter. But you're like, hey, I think there's one right there. I'm like, yeah. great, yeah, go and, you know, do that. Um I didn't think you were actually going to steal Bob's car to do it. <laughs> but it's, it's actually perfect because yeah. by, by the time the tender was ready. Yeah, because I walked with the tender guys. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm going to take this. I took the hydrant kit. I'm like, I'm going to go tap the hydrant. They're like, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll let you know where it is. And took off. Yeah. And then, yeah, literally, they were just driving on the road. Yeah, because you actually radioed me to say it was ready. Yeah. And they're like, I think it was yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike, yeah, copies. Like, yeah, uh, tender one two copies. Yeah. Perfect. So, I mean, it saved, it saves, you know, three or four minutes yeah. of time. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Calls, calls like that. Um, I kind of call them textbook because <sighs> you can't. It was so heavily involved that we weren't going to make the initial push because, like, it was there was fire everywhere. There was nowhere so to push into. There was nowhere yeah. to safely push into until you knocked it down through yeah. ex- exterior water. <clears throat> and at that um, point, the roof had already caved. Yeah. So we always chat about, and it, it, it's it's really, it's really good to keep in mind. Every fire is an interior fire. Like, you have to go inside eventually. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. And there was a lot of discussion about, like, what we could do with this one. Because it was, like, it was heavily yeah. compromised. However, where we hit the front with the big water early was actually still in really good shape. It was very, very sound. The floor was sound. Uh, yeah. The, the floor roof was line was sound. It yeah. was, like, a, like, it was solid. Yeah. So, um some some guys are like look like we're gonna be here forever because we we got our quote air our aerial apparatus <laughs> yeah. it worked it was doing, and it it was was doing, doing its job. job but it can't the, do the job it can't i mean even a true aerial apparatus 
it's not going to put that out. No, no, <laughs> it, it wouldn't have been any better. It's the yeah. in between, right? It's yeah, the in between it's, it's layer space, space of, mm-hmm. yeah, where you need to get some. So the roof was burned out because it got into the attic, but like the ceiling in yeah. the front couple rooms was still intact, and it was. Um, like wood. Like wood. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, like, like, like roof. Yeah, yeah. tongue roof. Um, so like it was solid. <laughs> so yeah. I'm sure it was self self venting out of the roof because it got into the attic um, on the back side of the building, but on the front, yeah, it was completely solid. So like yeah. guys had to were like, hey, yeah, let's let's make a plan. Let's go in there, cut some access points. Uh, let's get our piercing nozzle, which is funny because we just trained piercing nozzle with uh, the uh, departments to the north. Um, and it ended up knocking that out like immediately. It like worked. Yeah, the guys well. did some. The guys did about fifty minutes of hard work. Yep. And like chainsaw and piercing nozzle work, and yep. it went from like roof was cooking to mm-hmm. basically nothing. Yep. Basically within 15, 20 minutes, I think we yep. were calling everybody, sending everybody home. So yeah, a little bit of we, you know, we were safe about it. We only let two guys go in. Yeah. Um, literally, we stand, we stood at the picture window. A few of us just stood at the picture window. I was kind of ripped, and the guys were like, "I could probably run, could have reached out and grabbed one of the guys and pulled them back Absolutely. through the picture window that was no longer there mm-hmm. if, if the roof started going down." Yeah. So I was just standing there watching the roof, and like poking it every once in a while. I'm like, "No, it's still good," and mm-hmm. watching for sags and stuff. And yeah, seems solid. Yeah. And then like most. Uh, of our structure fires, we left uh, a truck, uh, we left our hub, and we left our water tender with a crew there overnight. And after talk- talking with them the next morning, uh, they ended up having to action a couple more uh, hot spots throughout the evening. Yeah. Um, and it's something that we used to always do, something that we kind of brought brought back again, uh, rather than getting called call back for those uh, reignites. Uh, just just having guys there as a, you know, just in case. Yeah. There's so much combustible, like, is it a sawdust insulation in some of these older builds? Um, There's, yeah, there's so many spots where you can have a couple embers. I don't care how how much work you do in the overhaul stage. Um, A couple guys is... Those are tricky, though. Like, when when there's that much damage to the structure and shit's collapsing on certain spots, like... Yeah. You can't fully you find say it's fully yeah. until the morning. Right? Usually, when there's like, yeah, oh, then you get uh, some good light. Then yeah. you can actually safely start pulling stuff away. And, yeah. but yeah, and that's why you have to be said it. It's, mm-hmm. So it worked out well. It was a pretty long pull for those guys, but I think they they stayed for another three three and a half hours yeah. after we all broke. Broke, broke scene. Uh, they ended up flowing, flowing a little bit more, more water. Did a little bit more work, um, but yeah. All in all, pretty good, good uh, fire. So then our second structure fire, um, it was, so it's a long weekend. Is it a long weekend everywhere? Or is it just for us? I think it's just BC. Mm-hmm. Victoria Day, right? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I'm not sure there's other long weekends going on. But yeah. So it's, it's one of our... Our long weekends. Yeah, it's, it's one of our yeah. first big it's long weekends. It's not an American long, long weekend. This right. is next weekend. Right. So this is one of yeah. our first big long mm-hmm. weekends this weekend. Yeah. Um, so... A lot of people are away. Every May long weekend, that's what we call it, is uh, it is Victoria Day, but none of us call it that. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. just call it the May long weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody, like, we have lots of members out of town. Um, we knew we knew lots of members out of town. Um, we were actually joking because we said, "Oh, um, we got rid of our structure fire." Because usually May long, for some reason, there's usually a structure fire or something big happens. Yeah. Um, where we're actually kidding, like, yeah, hey, uh, we got, got rid of our structure fire. Got that out of the way. It just as a long weekend started. Well, it turns out, nope. So we're away. Um, mm-hmm. 
we're all, the three of us are camping. Carl was actually kind of going to come up that the next that day. That day. And yeah. you were just driving out of town when mm-hmm. structural fire comes in middle of the afternoon. Middle of the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Right. And you already had two calls prior to that. Two calls prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we had the car fire. Yeah, yeah, car fires. Um, so not a lot of officers in town. No, um, not a lot of firefighters actually in town either. Uh, there's, I mean, there's enough to run a call. I mean, we're never going to be like hey, everybody leaves. Everybody leaves town. Like, mm-hmm. no, we still have like half the crew still around. Yeah, which is, I think it was exactly half the crew still around. It was pretty much half yeah. the crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it went. It went great. Um, it, it went as good as you can for that kind of style of fire yeah. right it, again it was a it was a trailer mm-hmm. a mobile home kind of mm-hmm. style anytime you've got any structure left of a mobile home you know you've done a pretty good job yeah um yeah. because they as anyone knows who's been to one they're bare bones real fast like yeah, they, they burn really well really yeah. well they're great yeah. for burning um but that's why they're cheap yeah. to, to build right yeah and so we won't talk about this one very much. No, um, it's in the news now, but there was, it was actually a fatal, so we're not going to discuss it because mm-hmm. it's yeah. under investigation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but it was a long, long weekend for you, in particular. For us camping, it wasn't that long. Well, actually, it was worse <laughs> because we were like we were out of cell service every time we come back in cell service. It's like bing, 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 ah, <laughs> leave again, come back, ah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was, uh, and it, it's kind of funny. Like you know, Scott said. We had, so Scott, myself, Warren, mm. so three of us are officers, uh, but prior to going, we had that chat. Okay, like, so who's going to be around? So we knew uh, Chief Bob was going to be there, uh, Deputy Chief Brian, um, Rob, and Rob was actually going to be the guy covering for me, and then Jay. Mm. So, like, we still had, like, a fairly decent half, command half, half, the officer, half the officer corps. Half the <laughs> officer corps was, yeah, was still around. We had our safety officer was still yeah. kicking in town, and a lot of uh, our senior firefighters were still kicking. Like, we still had a lot of good guys there, right? So, like, I had the chat with Rob. I'm like, hey, Rob, like, like, hey, what do you got going on next next weekend? Like, you know, we got the kids. They would like to take, take them away. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm around. I don't mind covering. Oh, thanks, buddy. We had so, to run out of town for a couple hours. So then he had, he had to leave town <laughs> for, like, five or six hours on Saturday. Or, yeah, well, Saturday. We, yeah, well, we got the triple. Yeah. So <laughs> the triple. he just had to burn to the town to the north, uh, something to do with the kid's birthday or whatever. So he, he ended up giving the officer role, or the duty officer role to Speedy, yeah. uh, the deputy chief. Who I think he, I was reading back in the text, he's like, I'm not even going to grab the truck. He's like, ah, like, what can happen? What can actually happen? <laughs> A few five hours? hours. Five, what can happen in five hours? Five calls. <laughs> yeah, and one pretty big structure wear. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but, again, as we were saying, you know, like, when you guys are out, because you guys are guaranteed. Like, if there's something going on, you guys are guaranteed to be there. That's just if, the way it is. If we're in town, you're going to see us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and, and you can you can rely on that. Mm-hmm. But when you're not here, then there's that other level. And on that other level, you see other people step up and take those seats. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, what happened. And that's what we train. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Because I remember back when I when. Todd Neister first started here. You, we couldn't, you, like, if you, you had, where our names were on the board, our names were still on the board sometimes. We had this board, and if you, if it was too many guys, they'd be like, nope, we need the officers here. We need, like, yeah. they would be like, nope, we can't run a fire without these guys. We're like, okay. <laughs> um, so people wouldn't, you weren't allowed to leave some days. It's like, okay. But now with our training, it's like, okay, um, 
you can, I think you were a truck officer yeah. on the second yeah. truck. So mm-hmm. you can step up and become a truck, truck officer. Yeah. Because we train, fill the hole. Yeah. Um, if one guy goes down or one guy's sick or one guy's injured or one guy's sure. camping or three mm-hmm. guys camping, <laughs> everybody, we just yeah. bump up and fill the hole, which in this case worked. He did, yeah. JP actually mm-hmm. took the first track. Yeah. He killed it there. Yeah, yeah, so he killed it. He did such a good job. Mm-hmm. Really and we were actually talking about that today, because <clears throat> back in the old days, the officers used to always go direct. <clears throat> Personal vehicle to go direct. And didn't come to the hall a lot. And that would actually give the other senior guys, because that's how I got into the kind of captaining stuff, because I would just be like, oh, <clears throat> guess I'm the senior guy. I jump in the front seat. Constantly jump in the front seat, because the, off- the other officers were all going direct. Which worked, but it also doesn't work because we've had this talk because then you have like five guys in street clothes watching a house yeah, on fire exactly. and then sending, so basically you have five useless guys because mm-hmm. yeah. you don't need that much command outside of a structure. You need no. command leading teams and stuff. So we kiboshed the whole, every officer goes direct thing. And now we're down to like duty officer and usually the chief and maybe mm-hmm. one other guy if he's like right there. Right there. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's usually like maximum three guys can go direct. Everybody else has to come here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that was that used to give guys experience in the jump seat in the front. But mm-hmm. we've kind of got away from that, which is kind of unfortunate because you don't get the experience. But yeah, um, it's a whole different ball game, man. Yeah, I remember we a couple practices we throw guys in the front seat, and a couple of guys are like, "I never want to do that ever again." Right, <laughs> <laughs> just like practice is one thing for yeah. sure, but damn, you're trying to remember everything, you're trying to roll. Through you're everything. hearing yeah. it on the radio. You're hearing what's going on. Yeah. And there was some confusion just with the address initially, which sure. happens, yeah, because yeah. you know rural rural address and yeah, the guy, the first <coughs> the first engine was already there. It wasn't right. that. It was just trying to relay that back to us to actually yeah. find out where it was because mm. that was just the case. But and then knowing what the second engine needs to do and yeah, and we yeah. could the access was a problem. It just yeah. all sorts. But. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not easy. Uh, I think sometimes people think it's like the easiest job in the. And the, and the truck is that guy in the front seat. But. Go lucky, man. Good driver. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had a good driver in my but truck. That's, that's just it. Like, that seat, like, you can win or lose with the crew that you have as well. Yeah. And, like, we're really blessed to have <clears throat> very strong firefighters here. Um, so, like, there's not a lot to lose, right? No. But there are some very strong drivers. Yeah. So you had a very strong driver. Yes, I did. Uh, Shout out to Mr. Brett. And, you know. Boom. <laughs> he's got a good head on his shoulders he 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 understands you know the whole mechanical side of it as well as just yeah he's switched on right if you had me driving (laughs) might not be so lucky (laughs) i'll get you there fast well like i told jp today i'll get you water but i won't give you water after that (laughs) you get the first water you get the first bit of water then it's like (laughs) <laughs> my work here is done <laughs> back awesome. to fifth truck yeah. <laughs> but again that's not our niche anymore our niche now is the front seat guy that's right mm-hmm. understanding how it works but not understanding how to do it like mm-hmm. well so yeah yeah definitely you know it's it still is good because if there's guys that are struggling i like to be able to hop up in the pump, pump deck and be like yeah. hey like have you tried this like there's these small small little tips that you know you can give um and a lot of the guys know what they're doing wrong just in the moment they're stressed out because it's new yeah. maybe their first fire like their first like working structure fire maybe there's you know many many things that could have them 
a bit off their game. Yeah. And you're like, hey, did you try this? Of course. Boom. And then it works. What's well, that whole step back thing? That whole, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Step back, look around, make it cool. Yeah, because even the other day on practice, I'm no genius with pumps, as I've said several times. Mm-hmm. But what was going on, the pump was, we were doing a practice and the pump was, uh, we were doing, we, we had shoved the, we were, they were trying to pump yes. the inlet to the outlet or the outlet to the inlet. That's it true. was basically backwards. We're doing, and kind of watching everyone's kind of doing thing and it wasn't really working. I was in there and I'm like, and I'm finally like, wait a minute, I think this is backwards. <laughs> and, I'm there, and I think you were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it probably is. I totally was. And we flipped it around. And then, Instantly. It's like, yeah. oh, and we then, got the innie on the eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it just takes that. You know, whether the person is uh, super good at pumping or not, just to go look at it and go, have we tried doing the simple thing of just trying the other method? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the old like, switcheroo. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Anyway, it sounds like it was a pretty s- solid weekend. A um, bunch, bunch of guys stepped up. Yeah. Would have much preferred to be camping. Sure. <laughs> I would have much preferred to be on a stretch bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was saying, you know, there was... 80% of me was like, man, like I wish I was there. And the other 20% opened another beer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bet your ass. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like they did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is a really good feeling to know that like, you can go away and things will be just just fine. Yeah. Good. But that's why you have to train that way, right? You got yep. to be able to... Um, everybody on the apartment has to learn everybody's roles yeah. and know mm-hmm. how it works and be prepared to step up. Yeah, so you think of that. What's that Mel Gibson movie with uh, they're in the Vietnam? We were soldiers? We were soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're doing the helicopter landings, and he's like, and they're doing, like, everything's perfect, because they have, like, the, the squad leader gets off, and, and the next one comes in, and he's standing, as they lands, he walks up, and he's like, boom, he pushes the squad leader down, he's like, you're shot, you're dead! He's like, what are you doing? The guy's like, I don't know, he's like, you're dead! <laughs> he pushes, like, three of them over before one guy, he's like, jump out of the chopper, yes! So they all dive out, and they all fall on top of each other. He's like, yeah, this is like, that's what you train for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not gonna, hopefully, take fire as we drive into the freaking fire zone. <laughs> we're not in Detroit. <laughs> but, you know, it's the same idea, like, if one of us is sick, or camping or injured it's like oh. yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but it's good it, again it's really good just to see it though right like because again you, you do you have those set people we know pretty much what time of day what people are going to be on those vehicles you know yeah. who you're kind of going to be working with and you know the expectations of those members yeah. so then when you're with a completely different crew doing all different things it's yeah. like okay how is this going to flow and it flowed great yeah, yeah that's and that's awesome. where that training came in super awesome so we're not even on our topic yet. No, we're not no. on the topic. No, no, we're not. So we're going to move over now. We're going to move over to the, uh, we'll do MVI approach. So last week we did structure fires. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this week we're going to talk about uh, scene assessments and rolling <coughs> up on scenes for an MVI. So Todd, do you want to, did you want to start with that one? Sure. I think it's, uh, so it's very similar to how we always kind of start, like the, the last discussion, right? Like, you need to start painting that picture in your head from as soon as you get the comms, right? When those tones drop, you know, if they can give you a bit more information over the, over the air, it really helps. If it's just a, yeah, MVA, this street and this crossroad, the first thing is I'm picturing where the location is and I'm already knowing my route for time of day and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, then the next question is, okay, do we have any updates? Yeah, okay, it's a two-car head-on or uh, T-bone or whatever it may be, and hopefully they give you an update on patience. If not... Then, yeah, we get into the discussions of the uh, what we're doing in the trucks, right? As far as um, uh, okay, hey guys, you know, let's 
you in the back seat, you're going to uh, um, come out and do 360. You're going to be doing, um, you know, maybe stretch a line if we need it. Um, okay, driver, yeah, depending on where it is, on which side of the road, you know, take a lane, block traffic, you know, give that buffer zone. Um, but all those things are happening pretty quickly as we approach. I call it windshield survey, right? Mm -hmm. So as we're approaching, you're looking and you're assessing everything, in which everybody should be kind of peeking and doing this the same. Driver is doing his own windshield survey and I'm doing mine. So he should, the driver should be looking at, okay, yeah, I see lines here. I see a car here. Maybe I see some fluid there. Okay, well, I'm going to park the, or position the vehicle on this side of the highway and protect the oncoming traffic or block the oncoming traffic. Um, and then vice versa with the person in the jump. You know, we're looking at time of day. Is there smoke? Is there any obvious uh, patients ejected? Um, how many patients? How many vehicles? Positions of those vehicles? Uh, are they on their side? What's the damage? Um, and then resources right after lying down and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good initial roundup. For sure it is. I think like we're really lucky in today's day and age where like knowing your response area is really important. Mm -hmm. But like like we all grew up here. We know the area. But with I'm responding now, like one button will show you the map location and is that always accurate no but it's, it's going to give you i don't care so much about like telling me how to get there like mapping me there i actually hit the little like take a look around <laughs> right. so i hit it and then like as i'm getting in in the truck answering dispatch i like open that up and i, I visibly see it on the ipad oh, yeah. right yeah. and i see what the street looks like so like I'm already in my mind, I've got that visual snapshot and you don't always get it. But when you can get that, man, it's so awesome. We had the one north of town just past Grants um, where it came in is like yeah, NBA rollover, man. heart attack, first, like, heart first attack. Uh, they were already doing uh, CPR in the ditch. Like, like none of this happened. Yeah, none of it that. was, it was <laughs> totally nothing. But, like, I, re I knew because of that it was at the four lane and right. yada, 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 right? So, like, you're, you're already getting, okay, like, it's going to be heavy traffic flow. Uh, we can probably shut down half of the highway. We'll see what kind of resources we have coming, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Uh, if we have to have a chopper landing, we do have the space there. We yeah. can end up taking the entire, like, so all of these things are what's going through your mind because you get that picture. Um, and you can still do that if you don't have that because, like, I was just saying, you know your response area. Mm -hmm. But when you can visibly see it, be like, check, I know what's there. Mm -hmm. It's a really cool resource to have. Um, and I've really tried to start using it. It takes a second. And like Scott said a bunch of times, like like I used to run out to the truck, fly in there, start them flying out of the door. And very much a, a slower approach. Like you get in, you start up the truck, I get the iPad going, I'm answering dispatch. Like we're still gonna win. Like we're always yeah, there first. You're already, at, you're already at the hall. Yeah, like you're already you're at already the hall, in, and like I'm leaving everywhere I'm going. Yeah. Code three if yeah. it's required. So you're probably gonna get there. Like I have to leave my my like home address a little bit slower because there's a lot of residential. But like I take a different route. Right. You know, depending. Um, you're you're still generally first on scene. So take that extra second. Build build that plan even prior to leaving. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's a big thing is, is slowing it down and getting your own little game plan for the first initial steps mm -hmm. and then revisit it and make a yeah. new plan, right? I think a really important thing as well is like as officers in command, we set a lot of the tone. 
Absolutely. So, you know, like, the, the more you can slow yourself down and not, like, swallow the mic and lose your shit. And like, oh, my God, I know it's a structure fire. I'm like, ah, multiple vehicle MVI. Fuck. Like, everything. Everyone's dead. Like, you've got, <laughs> you've got the entire department pinging that. Yeah. Right? If you can lay that out as best as possible and, like, try to keep keep yourself calm, and it's tough. Like, if you, like, Scott had to run. <laughs> that would sound like I was going <laughs> Like, those are tough ones, right? <laughs> like, we've all been there where we've been somewhere where we have to, like, like quickly get ourselves over the truck. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy to say, like, I got up from the couch and, like, walked out to the truck. I'm, uh, dispatch, all over anyone. Like, it's really easy to be the calm guy when you just walk out to the truck, but... Like, I've been, like, mowing my grass, and, like, I have to, like, run and, like, grab a different shirt, and da 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 and then you run out, and, like, you're elevated, and then respond. Mm-hmm. I think that as, like, it's not a scene size up, but it's, it's just a call thing, like, getting yourself in, into the right mindset before you jump on the air, and having everybody here, like, ah, oh, copy that, everything, ah. it really brings it back down. Yeah, yeah, no, you nailed it. Like that's and that's setting the tone, man. It sets the bar for the call. Is is having being very calm and concise and giving a very clear picture mm-hmm. for your size up when you first mm-hmm. arrive. That sets the bar for everybody as they're coming in, and then that sets the the tone for the discussion in the next truck as far as what might be needed. If yeah. so, if I roll up as an officer, and okay, yeah, I'm dispatched. I'm on scene. I've got two vehicle head on MVA. Uh, at this point, I can see two patients. Um, looks like we're going to be doing some extrication. Um, confirm you have whatever you have for it. If there's a power line involved, got got uh, the service provider en route, mm-hmm. um, and confirm EHS, etc., etc. You know all the, all yeah. the usuals. Then the next truck will be like, oh, okay, yeah, you heard that. Okay, yeah, you guys are on the tools. You guys get the tools out. You know, then we'll have the face to face, get the extrication plan, and go from there. Yeah. But it just sets that tone. And if, like you said, if you're calm, they're going to be calm. But yeah. if you're a little fired up, they just start getting amped up. It's natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have a long drive to get there. Yeah. Generally, if it's going to be a highway, and the eye, like they've got a long way to get there, to like continue to be fired up mm-hmm. prior to like boots hitting the ground, and like once you're there, everything kind of flows out. Yeah. But yeah, it takes that 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 bit of an edge off, and I think it's like really really important. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's mm-hmm. Absolutely crucial. Because yeah. again, if you as a as somebody who sits in the back, <coughs> you're listening to those calls on the radio. That sure is you your like everyone in the truck stops what they're doing when that radio crackles because you yeah. want to know what you're expecting. Absolutely. And if you're expecting a fire, if you're expecting multiple vehicles, it changes your guys' conversation in the back. Absolutely. Yes. So having a cool voice tell you what's going on mm-hmm. keeps you in that space of like, okay, I understand. Yeah. Not only did I hear him clearly, he's cool enough to the point where. I feel okay about this now. Like we're just yeah. gonna we're gonna go to slow. Let's make let's make the picture. We got it. Let's figure it out. It's actually funny today. We had that call that hay baler was on fire. Yeah. And uh, when you gave your size up to me, it, it's because I asked you what. Yeah. I think I asked you what line we needed to pull or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> you gave it, but it was garbled. Oh, was it? But for over years, like listening to radio is here at my other work. Mm-hmm. And, I can I I you kind of piece it together like you kind of like take a little thing, yeah. you know, fragments and go okay yeah and the guys in the back are like what are you gonna say I'm like said the hay bale is on fire there's hay burning inside it I'm like we're gonna do this they're like 
You got all that from that? I'm like, yep. <laughs> I'm like, I think that's what he said. <laughs> Absolutely. Get the house on fire. Oh! <laughs> well, this is what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. My end is, hey, bailer, spread your house. <laughs> <laughs> Hey bale, uh, yep. There's one bale <laughs> of hay burning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roll up by scene. Holy shit, that was. All right, guys, just stay nice and calm. This is no big. Oh my god. She <laughs> <laughs> cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think even to set that tone in the truck, like uh, a lot of the times after truck checks and stuff, the windows will be down. So the guys, are, we start pulling out, the windows are down, and they don't roll yeah. them up. I tell them, no, yeah. put the windows up. Can't hear shit. Like just. Mm-hmm. Take a, take a moment, gather yourselves in the truck, and then we'll go from there. Sure. So, okay, so we've we've now arrived on scene, and uh, <coughs> you know, let's let's go through maybe just that initial approach, and you know any any initial checks that we're going to do with patients and things like that. Now, are we doing truck or are we doing first arriving officer? Let's do first arriving officer. I guess, eh? Yeah, and then we'll move we'll move back to the we'll move back to the truck. So first arriving officer, what are you doing? What's your first kind of initial check? Usually on a major highway, the first thing I'm thinking is traffic control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like before anything else, like people are like, Oh my god, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna friggin' like set up this whole scene first. Yeah. So I start thinking traffic. I don't even think about anything else until I get the traffic sorted out. Not sorted out. Whether it's you gotta complete make it stoppage. You, yeah. 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 We gotta decide, is this a complete highway stoppage or is this gonna be just, you know, is it on the side of the road and we'll just do like slow down single lane kind of traffic. <clears throat> I think typically like what we've done for most of the time now, it's first thing we do is complete highway shutdown. Yeah. And then we'll open it up as it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, years past it was always like, Oh, we can't shut the highway down because we're going to ruin someone's day. I don't care. <laughs> you know, you know, ruin someone's day when you get run over by a car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, usually the initial thing is shut the highway down, which, Typically means we need two vehicles with lights, so yeah. it's really good having a command vehicle. Um, I don't think like command vehicle doesn't need to be there first, but eventually it needs to come because it, it's a good traffic. Yeah. And then duty truck. So usually what I do is uh, I find the officer, and if I see it's not a major accident, I'll as I drive up, I'll be like, command vehicles are there, chiefs on scene. I'm like, okay, well, both of us don't need to be looking at this car that's like. Not really. Like, it's not a major incident. So if it's not a major incident, I'll just be like, ah, I'm going to go down to the other end and set up the signage because we have a big sign that says accidents in your head. Because people get it stupid. And that's, yes. you know, even on a minor fender bender, one of our guys went get, get get run over just cutting a battery or taking a taking a battery or, or just yeah. popping a door. Like, we popped the door the other day on, uh, on the highway. So I usually take off in the duty truck, let the thing, let the deal happen back at the scene and set up the cones and signs and Control the flow of the traffic. Um, if it's something major, then it's instantly like I just cut the highway, block it, um, get somebody else, the chief or somebody else to cut, block the highway, and mm-hmm. go from there. Yeah, that, that's definitely the first move, and it's always challenging, like you said, especially if you get onto like the four lanes and stuff. Um, <coughs> yeah. few, first, kind of a few minutes when you just have the one vehicle there, mm-hmm. um, and that's where generally like we'll just, I'll just kind of block just the lane that's involved. Yeah. If we're lucky, then it's only on that one side. Sometimes you get sure. it Sometimes the entire very thing. spread across, yes. right? And then it's a clusterfuck until another two or three trucks arrive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I've noticed on our highways, we do get some people slowing down and actually stopping with their four-ways on. Yeah. That tends to help. Um, thankfully, we ha- haven't had a rear-ender because of that yet, uh, right. but that poses a secondary risk. Uh, so th- these are all little things you need to be looking at as that kind of first arriving officer, right? 
is mm-hmm. uh, okay. Well, if I park here, is this going to cause more issues than if I don't? And all yeah. these little things, right? Um, and then with that, back to what with the windshield survey, like, okay, what else is involved? And then now let's say we park, we've made it safe, and now we're going into the scene assessment. Um, I'm going to try and do a quick little kind of outer circle mm-hmm. and an inner um, communicate to the patients. Um, I'll tell them, okay, stay, stay there. Or if, if this is, if it's serious and it looks like we need extrication, okay, Hey, don't move. We're going to get with you. See if they call back to see if they're conscious. Uh, and I'm not getting sucked right into them. It's just a quick verbal visual assessment and moving yeah. on to the next. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then getting that patient count. And in our area is relaying that to dispatch right away is the big <laughs> thing early for resources needed. Because next thing you know, we're going to be really delayed for multiple ambulances on our larger scale events. Mm-hmm. So that that changes a lot. So I think the big thing is that initial patient contact as far as uh, visual and communication and resources. Let's touch a little bit more on that getting sucked in. Because as an officer, obviously, that's one of the key things we talk about never, never really doing. It's that mm-hmm. kind of detached, decentralized command kind of style. You know, stepping back, looking around, making a call. So let's talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, it's, as an officer, especially the first arriving officer, is, it's the biggest challenge. Um, What I try to do to avoid that is I park. So if I'm not, if I am the first person there, I try to park quite a ways away from the scene. So if there's no if there's no immediate vehicles kind of cluttering up the scene, I try to make that scene as large as possible. So we can, so, so we can bring other larger a- apparatus in there. Yeah. yeah you're, you're, the duty truck of the command vehicle is useless. Like, Absolutely it's, useless. It's, it's, it's a great I've, traffic control I've got place. a Band-Aid and yeah. a sign. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's <laughs> right? a, I don't have any of the yeah, tools, right? It's great for traffic control. That's all I got. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit more than that. Yeah. But. but it's like it's great traffic control stuff, but it's not yeah. used... It, can't do anything else. No, absolutely and even not. For traffic control, like it's it should never be our, our first oncoming vehicle for a blocker, right? For mm-hmm. buffer. We want something heavy for you that. You want a heavy. Yeah. But in that initial moments, that's all you got. Yeah. yeah. Until you create that buffer zone. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. So getting yourself spread out a bit is good. But then that gives me the that moment of I'm not getting out on top of the accident. I am X amount of feet back where I can hop out and I do that that quick survey. From a distance, um, that that sort of outer circle, like Todd, Todd was the same, and then you start to walk into the inner circle. Mm-hmm. So, getting yourself sucked in would be like parking a ways away. You do your, your outer circle uh, survey, and then you start to move in. Okay, now we have patience, and you get yourself right up to that door. And the moment you make a patient contact, like at the door. It's so hard if, if there's an injury, um, if there's impingement, there's something happening there, and you have to now leave. I mean, that's putting that patient in a really bad way because they're like they have seen you. You are the help, and you're now now you, the only help there is like, all right, I'll be back in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really terrible for the patient, um, and it sucks for you. Like the moment that you're right up at that door, it's impossible to get yourself away. So don't get right up to the door. Keep keep yourself back. Um, yeah. I think uh, another big problem is, is the helpers, is the mm-hmm. bystanders. Like you said, someone put their flashers on. You said someone put their flashers yeah. on. Um, is with people that are trying to help. Yeah. Um, and they're like, you get up there, they're ripped. They're trying to reef the door open. And you're like, hey, yeah. hey, stop. Just leave it alone. You yeah. can talk to the person. Like, yeah, go ahead. Talk to them through the window. Yeah. Yeah. But stop reefing the door. We have mm-hmm. tools to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you're just making it worse. So mm-hmm. you're not going to go to open anyways. So just 
please, like, stop. And how many reactions do you get? It's like, well, there's a fire, there's smoke. Yeah. It's dust from the air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so first you're coming up and using your senses. You're like, no, that's that's not smoke. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And something that we haven't said yet, uh, being that first arriving unit, in if it's a command car or, or in the officer truck, um, if there is some smoke, if there is anything like mm-hmm. that, getting that can out, yeah. um, yeah. you know, <clears throat> you might not be using it, but having it off the back of the truck and just sitting at the car yeah. close, you mm-hmm. know what? I'm not going to be going in because I'm not going to be in structured here, but I can from a distance. If there is some fuel leaking and something does happen, I can dump a can or two on it until the first truck gets there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can offer a lot of help. So, I mean, okay, so I have an extinguisher, a band-aid, and a sign. Mm-hmm. Boom. And that's just it. Like, there's, in an ideal <coughs> world, the person doing that kind of outer and inner, you know, should be taking an extinguisher with you. Yeah. Uh, wheel chocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, all these little things. But as just one person as an IC or first officer running the scene, you can't get all that done. No. Um, so, like I said, the, the best, I mean, we, we all now have extinguishers on our duty trucks as well. So... They usually end up coming off, but like you said, placed nearby. Yeah. Get the comms going, get the scenes starting to set up. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as soon as that next truck arrives, that next officer starts getting busy. Yeah. Because that's when that full outer and inner is getting done. Yeah. Then you're tasking manpower. Hey, yeah, next step, chalk it if needed, and et cetera, et cetera. Right. Then you yeah. get into your other teams, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, again, it, it's slowing it down, not getting yeah. sucked in. Because the hardest thing to do is if you roll up there and you got three, four, five, six plus people involved, um, if it's car on car and they're close by, you can kind of quickly do a quick visual, throw some uh, verbal commands out to them, and then move on to the next. But if you have a scene that's very spread out, that's hard. Because mm-hmm. now, like you said, Ash, hey, don't move. I'll be back. Help's on the way. Yeah. And now you're walking 100 yards down the road. Right? So those ones get challenged. Sure. Not to get sucked in, um, and sometimes you may not even make it there yet. Yeah. So and that's when you rely a lot on that next truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a solid point. I, uh, the reason I wanted to go back to that was because again, is I think it's one of those things that it's really easily done, and it's done so quickly yeah. that you you yeah. just don't even think about it. You don't even think about it, right? Uh, even as you know, the person who's going up and doing that job, that is all your job is. You get, As the firefighter, my role is to sit with you, Mr. Patient, Mrs. Patient. We're going to mm-hmm. be here for the duration, and I'm going to tell you what's going to go on. And your guys, you're on the tools, and that's their job for mm-hmm. the duration, right? But as that officer, you need that different perspective. You have to get, the biggest thing is getting the communications out to the resources needed after that quick triage, right? Um, because, again, in our area, like it's, like when I was at the coast, it's like, hey, yeah. I've got dispatch. I got five patients. Okay, boom. Five ambulances are coming. Mm-hmm. Here, yeah, I've got five patients. Well, uh, you may only be getting two patients. But if I yeah, say, I hey, I have two unconscious, one code four deceased, or or whatever, or if you actually triage them and give them the color codes over the right. over the air, mm-hmm. um, and then dispatch. Well, okay, hey, confirm. Okay, you got two reds, one black, you know, two yellows. What are the levels of MCI? Is, is it level one is like the lowest level and uh, it goes up from there? Uh, well, it's level one, level two. So the level two is basically uh, you are now creating a um, uh, treatment center on scene. Oh, so that's like, mate, that's like. Yeah. So like the first, the first, first, first yeah. So the first MCI is 
you're doing all your triaging and whatnot still, and then right. uh, your collection point and, and shipping away, and you have your resources coming in. Right. Um, but again, and the definition of an MCI is any situation that resources. overwhelms your current resources, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you have one ambulance, and your next one's <laughs> so, 45 minutes out, and you have five have patients. <laughs> yeah, it's an MCI. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, we don't we don't really declare them no. like that, right? But yeah, so the the level two is when it's like, no, we're we're declaring this an MCI. You know, okay, now everybody, the big wigs are involved. Okay, yeah, we're going to be starting to create uh, like a, a tent area, um, mm-hmm. treatment area. Uh, we'll be deploying, maybe communicating to the hospital, maybe shuttling docs mm-hmm. and nurses down um, for a, a prolonged event. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we have our crews now. They have arrived. The engines are there. The road is now blocked off and it's time to go to work. So. Where do we now step in for patient assessments? Obviously, we know that our number, but now we need to, again, if we are FR and we're in those situations where we have those hands, what are those next following steps to ensure that, you know, we're, we're about to do the next best thing in the scenario that we're in? And obviously, that, that changes. It differs. But. I think, so you picture your usual truck, four to five people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of doing two things at once. One, you got to task some guys with patient care right away to make patient contact. But two, just as equally as important, is make those vehicles fire safe and stable, right? Yes. Whether it's a w- simple wheel chalk to start, because we don't need cribbing necessarily for the next few moments until we actually are prepared to get cutting, but we need to make it fire safe and and, yeah. and safe by chalking. Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of the two primaries, and then you get into a, mm-hmm. a curbing team and extrication team. Yeah, because like I think there's, like there's the extrication team and there's the crib team and then there's the first aid crew and mm-hmm. um, which you know that could be all be the one truck. Yeah. <laughs> so the one truck shows up and three guys in the back, each guy has his role and these they're the teams. Like one guy, one guy could be doing cribbing, one guy could be doing starting the extrication plan. But then as the rest of the trucks arrive, they start like adding to those teams. Yeah, and then one guy becomes the like. Usually the first officer, I think the first officer on the rescue truck. They're usually the extrication team lead. Yes, yeah. And then, uh, and then the, the you know, maybe if it's a mass casualty, then you got to have a, a medical lead doing uh, triaging at the tarps and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. <clears throat> Interesting, actually, on those because we've actually had a fair amount in our area um, with those, and they've always gone quite well. Um, yeah. And again, I think it's timing. Like so, the one. The latest one I can remember is the one south of town where Kevin yeah, was yeah. first one seen and he called it in. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I responded up as well and with our crew. And then there's a sheriff on scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he actually just jumped straight into traffic and started blocking because it was on a bad mm-hmm. corner. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the arriving units, like as you showed up and the next trucks and like it was actually very fluid. Like mm-hmm. we had a quick quick couple of face-to-faces back and forth a few times as the scene progressed um kind of what resources and what we need and then it just flowed so nicely yeah. um i know like i was sucked into a lot more the the triaging in right, the yeah. treatment area but like we had a few face-to-faces hey what do you need well hey our third ambulance is 45 minutes out still yeah and the fourth one was an hour out i think we were starting to set up tents just because we weren't sure I can't remember. remember. Yeah, we started to pull the tents out because it was snowing that day, mm-hmm. and we yeah. weren't sure if, how long it was going to be. And yeah, but again, that's that's going that you know you, you can't just have one plan; you need like three. 
Yeah, and yeah, that's right. unified command. Right? Yeah. And those plans get thrown on their head yeah. because while we were there, so yeah, you were there. We could, we were on the rescue truck. I was officer on the rescue, and we were like one straight stretch behind you. I I could kept, I could uh, like like get a glimpse yeah. of your, your light, so I knew like there wasn't going to be a big gap between you parking and mm-hmm. us getting there. Um, so things did like you were basically walking up to talk to you as we I got you there. there. You weren't quite there yet, were you? I think you I arrived just after the first ambulance. Mm. Yeah. So I think I was talking to the ambulance when they Okay, yeah. so you and I was still to... I was still doing the initial and mm-hmm. you and you and you guys are coming up and you're like, What do you need? I'm like, uh, just park here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't really know what we need yet. <laughs> yeah, so we, we kinda had a face to face before anything happened, yeah. you and I. Um and then maybe yeah, that's that's when you were coming yeah. up. So then we all kinda did a, a quick three way, yeah. yeah. got got the info out, got a bit of a plan. Um there was some quick triaging that was happening right yeah. at the vehicle. Um, and those are like the hard, but real things that you have to discuss. Like, yeah. like you've got multiple patients in this one vehicle plus another vehicle. Like, what are the things? Yeah, that you and I were having actually doing? a discussion over the patients inside the vehicle, and you're like, you're telling me the co- colors as we're going. Yeah, yeah and, and I was we, showing back to our guys like colors. Yeah. We end up switching. So the one, the initial plan that was the the driver was the first priority. Yeah. Um. And then we quickly switched as soon as we realized we didn't have the resources. Yeah. Uh, so, no, that we actually had to call that one uh, as a black and, yeah. and not worry about it. And then, but we went and reassessed after passenger. we did the passenger. Passenger was black. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, yeah we, we, so yeah, we was priority yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was a quick extrication. Yeah. yeah. So, infant priority one, driver priority two. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. But as that's happening, boom, over embankment. Which we had to uh, divert resources. There was, no I don't there was another call while while we were wrapping up scene. There was another call just right down the oh. way. Oh, that's we had, right. Yeah, we had I was three gone. that yeah. that day. Oh, right. Two of them were back to back because it was our first major snow snowball right. of the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was Sorry, mo- off topic. That was no. The, no that was the uh, <laughs> moose head one. Right. Yeah. Oh. I remember that. We'll tell that story after. So. We've, we've now, again, we've assessed our patients, right? Again, that, that initial contact, like you said, we've got multiple people, even though when we say teams, a team could, in this instance, be an, an individual. And then as those other vehicles are coming up, we're making those other decisions. We're looking for the holes yeah, and we're yeah. filling those the Those teams build as it, as more resources arrive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even, like, with just a small crew, like, so you've got a guy de- tasked on, <laughs> on medical, you know, one guy's throwing chalks and maybe throwing some... some uh, Auto cribs or whatever, some step chalks, things like that. You know that per- that only takes moments. Yeah, and then, and then, then, then on to the next job, yeah. on to the next, right? So it's fairly easy to bump over to the into the next position. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense. Um, do we have other things to add to that that we feel like are super important? It, it car- uh, I think MVIs are kind of they're, they tend to be pretty run of the mill for what we're going to do. It really just depends on the patients and how many are involved a lot of the time i think your location is going to be number one um the amount of vehicles and then again the resources needed yeah and gaining that real estate that we talked about for parking like so many times we've got on scene and and got trucks kind of squeezed in there and then the ambulances start coming and the ambulance will just park wherever the fuck they want. Or the police. Yeah, or the police. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't create a, an area for them to stage or to park, it just it's going to fuck they, up the whole thing. Yeah, I literally, I literally created yeah. stagings for our rescue truck to park, and then the police car pulls in. I'm like, no, 
No, no, man. Like, get, all, get out of here. <laughs> oh, I thought you were making a place for me to park. No. <laughs> it's making a place for a giant truck to park. Yeah. So that's that's pretty key. Um, <laughs> next time they have like a traffic stop we should just <laughs> <laughs> how do Pull you like it yeah. <laughs> oh this yeah. is for me <laughs> between the, the car and the, uh, and, the yeah. and the person they pull over I think the only other things is once you have that extrication now so you've you've done the vehicle extrication so now it's patient removal yeah. right? and people always think that extrication is patient removal but it's not Right. Uh, so you need to make sure you have a team for that and liaise with the ambulance <coughs> on what priorities are going to be done at that point mm-hmm. as well. Um, and then once we do that, uh, demobilization can be quite dangerous as well. Like as soon as we start taking those traffic um, patterns out of place, mm-hmm. because everybody drives by and just stares at the scene. They're not paying attention to where they're driving. They're looking to the left, looking to the right, where the accident scene is. So that's the most dangerous. So we always have to make sure we're doing that properly with the good comms, um, yeah. because that's when somebody sails through when they're not supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. But, and they're all very, very impatient, too. So you have those uh, looky-loos that want to see everything, and then the people you know right behind them just want to get through because they got places to be. You know, my favorite, my favorite guys to have in the lineup is the big rigs. Yeah. Because they usually, you know, if they know it's going to be a long haul, they're going to pull up, they're going to shut down, Especially with the night, they shut down and they just hop in their cat in their sleeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, as you're opening the highway, I'd be like knocking their window. Hey, we're all done. And then by the time they get there out of there, eh, stretch, get their truck started. We're gone. <laughs> like we're just pulling yeah. away and they're starting up the truck and they're letting traffic flow again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like artificial like traffic control for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, big final note. Just again. Those trucks, everything, all of that scene safety, that's for us and our guys. Yes, obviously it's protecting the people on scene, but we are the people on scene. And if we get damaged, we've got another bigger issue. And there are people out there which, as we know from the last one, will drive straight through your roadblock, not giving a shit about speed, stop signs, or anything else, man. They're just going to bust through. Mm. So just remember that. For sure. We get people weaving through trucks and ambulances all the time. That's crazy. It's sunny. Uh yeah, I think we'll we'll call her there. Yeah, uh, let's go over to the shout outs. We'll go with stop the bleed. Oh, stop the bleed first. Oh yeah, I keep stop <laughs> stop the bleed. <laughs> <laughs> stop the bleed dot org. Um, it is uh, still May, end of May. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stop the bleed month. Uh, so yeah, the three major uh, methods of uh, hemorrhage control are um, direct pressure, uh, wound packing, and tourniquet application. So uh, go online, check it out, see if there's a course near you. And uh, check our YouTubes and stuff on the course that we uh, kind of put out there as well. And if you're doing uh, training in your hall, make it high fidelity. Make it fun, as realistic as possible. Funny story, true story on the old bleeding control. So we were up camping, and we may have gone and uh, done some target shooting. And I forgot who it was. Somebody comes up to me and asks, hey, do you have a uh, first aid kit in your truck? I'm like, a first aid kit? I'm like, yeah, I got my iPad, and I got my... Like kid under the seat. Oh, good, because Todd didn't bring any of his shit. <laughs> Todd is always the guy. It's my like, day off. Yeah. <laughs> Other than lights and sirens, he brings an ambulance camping. <laughs> yeah. 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 What was that? <laughs> well, it was all in my truck, and Lisa took the truck for the day. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So everything. I mean, was I had, in my, the truck. I had yeah. my kit, but I didn't take my truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were prepared. We were prepared. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Some yeah, we had tourniquets, and we had, yeah, we had tons. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. We had a guy getting, uh, he got hurt in jiu-jitsu the other day, like, or a couple weeks ago. He had a nickel over his eye. So I bring out the old, <laughs> my big medical kit. I'm like, <laughs> and the instructor's like, you have, like, everything in there except the thing you need to fix a guy's eye. <laughs> <laughs> simple man. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Put some pressure on it. Grab his Kleenex. Yeah, here's that roll of wadded up toilet paper. Put that over your eye. Break open a pack of gauze for this. Bullshit. Stole the bleed. Modus. Modus. Snagger tools. Force entry wedge, soft entry kit. Uh, they've got their mask bags, uh, hose straps, hydro wrenches, you name it. They got a ton of gear. Uh, check out them on their social medias, on our social medias, uh, their website, um, and type in GTFF5 for 5% off your next order. Uh, Mr. Tanner Olson. Yeah, so we can announce now he's coming July 9th to us. Boom. Uh, we're having a concert for celebrating our 100th anniversary in service. So, um, yeah, he's going to be here in the parking lot doing a show. Um, $10 a ticket, I think. Yep. We decided on just now. Just now. <laughs> a couple hours ago, we decided on that. It's a um, Yeah, so it'll be a good concert. Um, he's on his way coming from the West Coast of Canada, going to the Calgary Stampede, which is, is that like the biggest country thing in Canada? I don't know. Canada, I guess it's like yeah. the quintessential. It's country. kind of the biggest country event in Canada. Yeah, because yeah, I guess yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it the weekend? Like Rock and River is pretty right? big. Yeah. I think that's just yeah. Rock and River, concert. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's more concert. But like, but this is like the, the Stampede, Stampede is like is a, a big event. Like, yeah, it's like yeah, huge. Like the friggin' building that they have in is shaped like a saddle. That's right. <laughs> so saddle, that's how invested they are in this. They are pretty into the old it's Calgary, how invested Calgary is in, the, yeah. in this country. Correct. <laughs> Their police were Stetsons. Right. I think just for the event, don't they? Because they're not normally wearing Stetsons. I don't think they wear that. This is for the week, I believe. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's somebody I know who's just joining, and she was like, I'm not wearing a stupid Stetson. <laughs> and then we're looking at the pictures. I'm like, I think it's just for concerts and events. And she's like, yeah, I think it is. <laughs> so, yeah, they're pretty invested in the old country thing, so I think yeah. it must be the biggest. Yeah. It's got to be. It's yeah. big either way. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, being being uh, one of the bands there is pretty cool. It's pretty cool, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know if he's going to be main stage, but he'll be he's definitely not. Like, playing, yeah. playing the, the Stampede is pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, and then obviously here is going to be oh, here's like, quite yeah, a big deal. Just, just, yeah. just below good. the Stampede. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're playing OFT 100 a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if any of you want to come, yeah. come a ticket. Mm-hmm. Good Absolutely. Yeah. It'll be up on our uh, Bookface page, on the OFD page there. So if you want to come, we'll share, maybe we'll share a link out to the, from the DTF app. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. yeah. So if you want to come, 10 bucks, come visit us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be uh, during the day. Uh, just... Quickly, uh, there's going to be a whole bunch of open house. Uh, we're going to have two live fire um, sims, uh, a bunch of things for family and kids, uh, some, I think, some food by donation. And then in the evening, uh, we're going to have... Not donated food. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, like, feed the hungry firefighters. Yeah. Food in yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <a> dumpster. <laughs> uh, we prefer the... prime rib. Just throw it out there. Yeah. <laughs> And then yeah, come evening time. Um, gonna have some uh, local, uh, some local vendors. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the beverage garden. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Should be really really cool. Yeah. Lots very, of beer, lots of country music. Yeah, some wine, mm-hmm. some drinking. 
<laughs> Dragon. It'll be fun. It's going to be great. <laughs> hundred years of OFD. Um, I think we already talked about it. Facebooks? Yeah. I think we did, yeah. That's pretty much it. Find us on YouTube, Insta, TikTok, all the other fun things. Yeah, we're heavy on Instagram right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Pump up stuff on the reels. Yeah. 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 Everything everywhere. So if you like us, please, again, just leave us a rating. It's always appreciated. And uh, If you don't, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, leave us a rating anyway. I want to find out what. Any more for any more? Nope. Nope. Ash. Thank you. Have a good night. Scott. Good night. Todd. Have a good night. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe. Stay DTFF.